This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. And welcome back to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction show to Fulham's nil-nil draw against Brighton Hove Albion. It happened again, Emilio. Mm-hmm. I want to just get your opening reaction to this. And and yes, just so everyone knows, the, the title's run. This is actually a full-time show because we're, we're only going to go about 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I just want to go right to you, Emilio. Just give me your initial reaction to this uh, nil-nil draw? Listen, I've been a half-class full person for the last two months. We've talked about some great performances against the big teams. We talk about the same problems, can't score goals, but we're defending well, we're playing well. That performance wasn't good enough, sorry. So no, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend that performance. You know, I've, I've defended the team when they've done well, and I've always said, judge us when you play the teams around us. We play the team around us, we needed to go there and win the game. We deserve nothing for that game. I thought, sorry, that it's it's a lackluster performance. I'm actually very angry tonight. You know, we did we we were second best pretty much throughout the game. We were lucky to come up. Forget the, the last minute clearance off the line from Lewis Dunk. What did we offer for the preceding 92 minutes? Very very little. We, we you know we we gave the ball away cheaply. You know, the, the Brighton. I'm going to def, I'm going to give them credit. They actually played very very well today. They looked they dangerous did. when they came forward. They've got the same problem as us, can't score goals. So they're going to be disappointed they didn't come away with three points. But I can't defend our performance tonight. So I'm not, I'm, we're running out of games now. So I, I am now starting to get worried because we're not capitalising on the game that we had. We need to go out there and win, show more purpose, show more fight. But we offered nothing tonight. Our passing was uncharacteristically very Georgia. poor. You know, we looked a bit disorganised. Um you know, the weather didn't help. But then again, the weather didn't help us. It wouldn't have helped Brighton either because we both play a passing game. So I'm not okay. using that as an excuse. I just thought 
we offered very very little no creativity through the middle you know Lookman was you know was 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 you know, basically Brighton did their job very very well and gave Lookman very very little space yep. without that outlet we have very little to offer and you know I'm I'm starting to worry where the goals are, and the games and where are going to come from this was a game to judge us against a team around us and we came away fortuitously with a point you know so I, I, no, not good enough for me it's it's a, it's a very very poor performance it is, Emilio, and I'm not going to disagree mm. with yeah. what you have to say, and I'm not going to defend the performance because it was poor. Mm. What is so disappointing is it started mm. bright, and you have to ask yourself, why did it start bright, Emilio? We're controlling the play yeah, in the opening stages, and I'm thinking we're going to control it. We're going to limit their opportunities, and then it just started, mm. and I'm going to go right here because, again, my opening thoughts involve this. It's the first half, not just mistake. Mistake after mistake, Mm -hmm. bad passing, just putting our goalkeeper under pressure time and time Mm -hmm. again. And again, this is where I'm coming from. What really upset me was I really thought Fulham Mm -hmm. came to play and Mm -hmm. I thought they were going going to really take it to Brighton when they had their chances. Mm -hmm. But then they just kept really making mistakes. Mm -hmm. And to Brighton's credit, they were taking advantage of our mistakes, but they were just mm. as bad as Fulham with scoring. They're they're mm. struggling too. So I'm going to yeah. ask you this. What do you think was the root cause of all of these mistakes in the first half? Because it wasn't just one player. I can mm. name three or four players. Ana, mm. Tosin, yeah. Tete. I mean, they're all culpable for this. Because yeah, again, yeah. they're all making mistakes. It's not just one person. There, are, there are so many of them making these bad mistakes. And I understand the conditions, but it's mm. the same for both sides. Yeah, I'm yeah. not that should not be the excuse, no, Emilio. No. What do you put it down to? Do you, do you give more credit to Brighton and Hove Albion for forcing Fulham into errors, or is this just as we would say in tennis, unforced errors, meaning that yeah. they were just causing their own problems? Yeah. And I, going to say it was unforced errors yeah it was all unforced errors all unforced errors and people are saying we Brian Benjamin but we didn't lose yeah but we didn't we didn't deserve to get anything from that game now it's a matter no, of the we, didn't. we absolutely did not it's a matter of the performance that worries we'll take the point but let's be honest they didn't deserve a point no let's, let's be honest here that's my issue it's it's the manner of that performance got to start the first 10 minutes we're on the front foot we look we look sharp we look quick some good passing and suddenly we, like you said, we're characteristically giving the ball away. Headers going, you know, loose headers, loose passing. Tosin, I thought, had an abysmal first half. That's his worst 45 minutes I can remember for a long time. He was, I don't know what was wrong with him today. Yep. Aina was giving the ball away cheaply. Tete didn't look sharp enough, looked a little bit, you know, just, it was, just, it was only Anderson who looked a little bit solid in, in defence. You know, and I was exchanging messages with Rob Wilson before, just before the game about, Joe Bryan being dropped for Decadova Reed. I actually did. I wasn't too concerned about that. So I actually thought before the game, Bryan's had two poor games before tonight. But I actually think we missed a natural left back tonight. We, we absolutely. A, there was so much space there on on the right for Brighton that in, there was a big hole there, a right. massive hole. So in hindsight, I look back and say, well, actually, on paper, I wasn't disappointed with Bryan being dropped after those shocking performances against Burnley and Man United. But we missed a natural left back. Brighton had a bit too much space for my liking there, on top of the uncharacteristic mistakes, giving the ball away cheaply, basically giving them possession. We were handing the ball straight back to Brighton. They didn't yeah. have to work hard. But that's the thing that worried me. But again, it's we've got to go to these grounds 
and show more determination, show more fight, especially we're at the bottom. We're still five points behind Brighton, even though we've got a game in hand, but I'd rather have points on the board than games in hand. We're running out of games, and nothing from that performance tonight suggests we're going to stay up. I'm I'm actually not not doom and gloom tonight, but that performance was not good enough, sorry. I'm I'm, I'm measuring them on tonight's performance only, not the preceding two months of good performances. That wasn't good enough on a must-win game. Well, let me ask you this, Emilio, because I want to focus here because mm. you and I were just messaging back and forth. We were actually, I guess you could say, encouraged by the starting yeah. 11 because I wanted to see how Bobby Decadover Reed would play mm-hmm. this role. Let's just say it didn't work. It didn't, didn't work. work. So yeah. I'm going to say this right now. I didn't want to see Joe Bryan mm-hmm. start. I actually wanted to see this experiment. Yeah. But it didn't work. So I'm going to say this now. We missed Anthony Robinson in this match. Mm. Okay. We've missed in the last few games. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No one's going to really come Mm. out and say it, but I'm going to say it right now. Fulham missed Anthony Robinson, and you could see it every time Brighton went down the right-hand side. I'm thinking, okay, not only can he defend, but Mm -hmm. he can put pressure going the other direction. Nothing against Bobby Decadovery, but he did not look comfortable in that position, Emilio. And I think that was a huge weakness. That was a a weak link, Mm -hmm. as we would say. Nothing against Bobby Decadovery. He has been great. With the ability to play so many positions, but you know what? They needed an, an, I guess you could say, a left wing back in this position. Yeah, a natural left back, but again, they were playing three at the back, so you you would have a left wing back, and they missed Anthony Robinson. That's yeah. just my yeah. thought. Yeah, I just, I just, for me, it just Cav. Then you know, again, Cavalero. You know, we can, you know, we can. He's, you know, I thought the way we were set up against Man United, I, I'm surprised we changed that system tonight. I thought we yeah. we, we changed it. We put Cavalero. Up top, we did. You know, what did he offer? You know, very extremely. You know, as soon as he came off, I thought Mitrovic had a decent 10, 15 minute spell when he came on. To me, as he looked, he did some nice, nice holding up the ball well, nice layoffs. You know, potentially could have done better with that header. He did more in those 10, 15 minutes than Cavalera did in the preceding 75, 80 minutes. So, again, we can talk about maybe Parker's delay in making some key substitutions. Did we want to win that game enough, or was it a matter of just protecting that draw towards, you know, as time was running out. For me, it's we lacked ambition tonight. We, we weren't set up particularly well. We were making those unforced errors. And I think some people are saying it's a lot of the pressure. I think the pressure did tell because playing against Liverpool, Man United, Tottenham, Chelsea, when you're not expected to make mistakes, or sorry, to expect to win games, we played with more with more flair in a way. We looked more, more comfortable. Today, when the pressure starts to count, I think we failed miserably. A bit like the home game against Brighton a month ago. We struggled in that game. And, you know, to be honest, over two games, Brighton probably deserved to beat us in both games. I'm going to be honest. Let's be very frank. Brighton, the reason they are where they are, the same problems that we are, they can't score goals. But overall, uh, Brighton should be proud of that performance without the goal. And I just thought we, we yeah. got away with murder today. So performance, simply not good enough. I'm not defending Fulham here at all. <laughs> I don't blame you, my friend. Okay. And and I'm not going to defend them either because it wasn't good enough. But I'm going to ask you this question. And I asked you this before we started. I'm 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 thinking about this, okay? So mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. Graham Potter and you're Scott Parker, so which team out of these two teams does this draw hurt more? <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you the question. I actually think it hurts Brighton more, and I'm gonna make the argument for it because they had an opportunity to really separate themselves from Fulham. They they mm-hmm. had the opportunity and they failed. And th- and they had many chances to win this match. I think that this could affect them moving forward, their confidence. 
Fulham found a way when they did not play well at all to get a point. They didn't deserve it. We, mm-hmm. I agree with you. They didn't deserve it. I think this match hurts Brighton Hove Albion because they had a chance to really extend themselves. That's just my thoughts. How about you? I see where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, it's we've got five points to claw back still. We're still five points from safety. That's the problem. I mean, we're running out of games. If these are games, if we actually fought hard, how many saves did the goalkeeper have to make? Their goalkeeper, you know, a game, and a must-win game. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many saves did he have to make? That's, that, that's my concern. It's, you know, I've defended the team. I've always said judge us when we play the likes of Brighton, West Brom. Maybe if we beat West Brom and went on, on Saturday, four points out of six, not a bad return. But I just want to, see, I want to see a little bit more fight, a little bit more determination, a bit more ambition to win. And for me, I think we were set up not particularly right up front, you know, throughout the game, making those unforced errors. And I think at the end of the day, I'm going to give Brighton credit. You know, they, 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 they played much better football in, under the same conditions. You know, you know, the pitch wasn't great, but they're a passing team, as are we. But they just wanted the game more. And unfortunately, their lack of goals restricted them from winning the game tonight. So in that respect, we're lucky. Ariola had another outstanding game. How many more times are we going to say Ariola, man of the match? Well, that's not a good sign. Like, We've already yeah, that. man of the match. Mitrovic, man of the match. We need yep. goals. We haven't scored goal, two goals in a game since Leicester City away. This is now worrying. Sorry. It's, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit speechless now. And again, you know how positive I am, but I'm, I can't I be positive when we deserve absolutely nothing. And I think Steve Lydian said maybe we should have been thrashed by this performance tonight. Brighton should have won at a canter if they took their chances. The game could be right, over. They didn't, and that's my point. They, they didn't, but we're still five points behind, and that's my point. Okay, you know, okay. Not, you know, we, we're still five points from safety, minimum. We're two games away from safety. Games are running out. And we're okay. Boring. okay, I'm going to share some comments. Let's start here. Fulham, and I understand that. Mm. I'm going to sh- share this one. Hurts Brighton, we got away with a point. That's actually yeah. a good point. Here's another one. Gap the same, but another yeah. game gone. Yeah, that's my point. We're running out of games. We're running out of games. Here's my from my friend Chris. It hurts full more. You cannot convert draws into mm-hmm. wins. And that's actually a good point. Mm-hmm. I know I knew Chris was gonna chime in here. Hurts full more. Let's see. And uh of of course uh Steve Lidian has to chime in. <laughs> Russ Golden Brighton have five more points. That will yes, struggle yeah. to pick up, and that's a, that's a, I guess you could say an argument. But Steve, they had a chance to really distance themselves, and they didn't. And that, to me, if I'm them, I am, I'm actually concerned. I'm, if I'm a Brighton fan, I'm concerned. I understand we're concerned. We should be concerned as well. But they had an opportunity to distance themselves, and they did not do we it. We had an opportunity to close the gap, and we did it. And as we well. did too, right? <laughs> For me, it's we're the ones chasing a five point deficit. We Dominic, to, you're right. We've we've got to we are working. You're, you're we, right. We'll, I don't care what Brighton did and didn't do. We offered absolutely nothing to get you know anything out of that game. The fact we came away with a draw and maybe amazingly snatched a win at the end, which would have been daylight robbery. That would have, that that would, would have been crazy. That would be crazy. But you know, thank God, like I said, you know, there's leads. Thank God for Newcastle. There are teams getting drawn into the relegation. Newcastle. That's, that's right. Potentially Crystal Palace. You know, Burnley are pulling away, like we've said. We're running out of opportunities. We've got to start winning these games, and that's that's an opportunity gonna miss. You know, that's it. so. I, I can't, you know, I've got nothing positive to say tonight. Even normally, I would say clean sheet positive. We deserve nothing. We still didn't lose. These are these are positives, but not when you're in a relegation okay. dogfight, fight desperately fighting for points. That performance was lackluster. Sorry. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. 
Biggest takeaway from the match, okay? Let's go right there. I'm going to get us started. Biggest takeaway from the match, because we're going to talk about this. You already mentioned I want to talk about it in just a second. The substitutions being when they came. Mitro, I said at halftime, I tweeted this out, Emilio. Scott Mm -hmm. Parker, I believe, should have made the change at halftime. Should have brought Mm -hmm. Mitro on at halftime. Because Mitro made a difference, again, when he's come on late. But what can you really do in, what, 13-plus minutes? So my biggest takeaway is Mitro needs to start against West Bromwich Albion. That's mm-hmm. my biggest takeaway to come out of this. How about you? I think so. I think it's, you know, we persevere with the likes of Cavalero. It, it's as much as he tries. Not, tonight he'd offered very, very little. You know, you you know, change it, for goodness sake. I've stop had enough of the Cavalero experiment. You know, take, change it. Stop giving, yep. him, stop giving him game time. We've got to try something. It's clearly not worked tonight. It hasn't worked the last few games. Change it, Scott Parker. You know, you're, you're running out of the game, Scott Parker, as well. So it's, you know, we've got to, we've got to try, try something a little bit different. I'll just say that first half performance, you know, Loftus-Cheek, again, didn't, I thought this was a game for him to grab, you know, to really to make a difference. I thought he, yep. other than a couple of moments here and there, offered very little. I think overall, we've got to give credit to Brighton. They they attacked. Absolutely. They looked dangerous when they came forward. The only thing they missed was, a, you know, was a goal or goal or two. And Ariola's a lot to thank us for. But setup-wise, we weren't good. I don't think Biggest takeaway from the match really is clearly the system isn't working. We have to we have to be brave and make some more changes. You know, it's, it means dropping Cavalera and trying Mitrovic, give him the, the opportunity to come and make a difference. West Brom will be a good test for him, physical team. You know, it might be a good setup for him. You know, but it's we have to start Mitrovic on Saturday. I think whether Scott Parker likes it or not, so we're not we don't look like scoring goals. Because even when Harrison Reed came off, I thought Brighton had a lot more. Space. I think you look at the, you judge possession from when Harrison Reed went off to they before. Those last three minutes, twenty five minutes, dominant Brighton dominated attack after attack. They had so much space, so that was another concern for me. I know, I know, he keeps rotating Lamina and Harrison Reed, but we missed when Reed came off, in my opinion. Okay, that's actually an interesting take, and we'll yeah, talk we about missed him. we missed him in that twenty five minutes. Brighton had a bit too much freedom in the middle okay. of the park and attacking with so much space. But it's that's the biggest takeaway for me. It's clearly we need to change. We need to change the the attacking offensive um, setup. Defensively, we know what we can do. Another clean sheet, albeit fortuitously tonight. But we've got to address our attacking options and maybe change the system against West Brom. Okay, very good. I'm going to share some comments. They're flying in here. It's from mm-hmm. my friend Chris. Mitro needs to start at the weekend, yeah. otherwise you're doomed. Okay, and then this is from Stefan. Biggest takeaway, the league table does not lie. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like David Holly there. Okay, <laughs> very good. Here's another one. Yeah. Mitrovic must start. Biggest mm-hmm. takeaway. Here's another one. Actually agreeing with me. Thank you for agreeing with me. Agree with Russ 100%. Start mm-hmm. Mitro. Okay, now I'm just going to keep him coming. This is from Edward Seven. I think Scott is worried to pull the trigger on subs early because he'd rather not give up a goal. That's actually an That's interesting point. A good Let's point. talk about that. Is he, again, so worried about giving up that goal that he's not being aggressive enough? And, you know, we talk about this, Emilio. Is he proactive or is he reactive? Now, he was proactive here because he eventually he made the substitutions. But the first substitution wasn't proactive. It was like for like. He made the proactive substitutions at the very end of the match. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about that? And then let's transition and talk about the substitutions. Yeah, again, it's 
when have we known Scott Parker to make a change at half time? I don't think I can ever remember he's actually made a, a tactical substitute. I was at screaming for it at half time. Yeah, it's, there's been a few games where we've asked him, you know, hope that he would have made a change at half time. That is not, it's not been forthcoming. I think he le- again left it too late. That again shows lack of ambition for me. It's like, let's not take too many risks. But, you know, anyone who has a like, a, you know, a player of the squad, I know he's, he's, he's out of form at the moment, but right. you to use him. For goodness sake, try something a little bit different. You know, be brave, be bold, Scott. You know, and I think we've we've criticised him in recent in some recent games where maybe he hasn't made t- substitutions quickly enough. Right. Or he's brought on Kamara instead of Mitrovic in some games. So I think we've been a, a little bit critical of the timing of his substitutions and also the type of substitutions he's made over the last maybe the last month or so. We have been a little bit critical on these after match shows, but for me, it's you know you're giving him 10, 15 minutes in a game that you need to win. You know, throw be more brave, Scott. And I think he lacked a bit of bravery and courage, to be honest, today. And I think at the end, he was maybe looking to just preserve that 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 point, which again, lack of ambition, lack of appetite. You saw his, you look at his appearance after the game. Scott Parker normally, you know, sh- sh- shows a bit more emotion. Today, he was like m- motionless, looking into thin air. He's reflecting on that's an opportunity that we've missed, and we he knows he got away with blue murder, got away with the point, but in the back of his mind. We're still five points behind, and that's all. You know, Chris Davis is saying we've still got nineteen games, but it's these games are running out thick and fast. A point a game on average will not keep us up in this division. No, it won't. that's the thing. Two wins in half a season, you know, not good enough. These are the games you need to be winning and show more, show more effort and determination. That, that's the thing that frustrates me tonight. Okay, so when we talk about the substitutions. Mm-hmm. What would you have done at halftime, Emilio? Would you have done what I said, bring on Mitro at halftime? Maybe even at that point, bring on Joe Bryan, because again, yeah. we've already saw at that point yeah. that Bobby Decadovery was struggling at that left yeah. wing back role. Would you have made it at halftime? Yeah. Instead of when he made it, he made the Mario Lamina substitution. They were saying during the broadcast that they believed that that was injury related with, yeah. uh, with Harrison Reed. That's why it was like for like. But what do you think about that? Would you have done what I suggested? Maybe even take it further. We were against Joe Bryan starting, but it wasn't working. Why not bring him on at halftime? It's yeah. not working. It wasn't working. Yeah, for me, that that was a substitution I would have made, to be honest. As much I'm not, I've been disappointed with Joe Bryan's two performances before tonight. We clearly were, we were getting called down a bit too easily. Thank you, Chris, for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so. At the end of the day, we can see that the Brighton were getting too much space on their right and our left. So for me, I would have, I would have changed the formation immediately. I thought Aina had a very poor game today. I think maybe he, he did. He looked awful, to be honest. You know, he's 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 giving the ball away cheaply. Did you notice also we're playing a lot? We were just hoofing the ball out time and time. I noticed that testament to Brighton that they gave us no space and all the all we were you know all we had to do was just hoof the ball out, long balls. And so there were times when it was just. Heading the ball up, kicking the ball away. We just lacked a little bit of finesse tonight, and maybe we did it again. We've said it time and time again. If we don't, if we're not allowed to play our style of football, and teams put pressure on us. We struggle to be creative, and so I think that's uh, another factor into yep. the uh, the quality of our performance tonight. Right, and Stefan brings up a good point. And yes, you're right that Bobby Decadovery was still on the pitch. You're right. But yeah, I. Th- still think bringing Joe Bryan on at that point was, was mm-hmm. the right move, you know, because again, they were really hurting Fulham down yeah. that side of the pitch. They were, they were really hurting. And I thought, you know, and again, at least he is a natural left back, mm-hmm. but I, and I'll say it again. I really think Fulham missed 
Anthony Robinson, like you said, probably mm-hmm. the last two matches. They've really missed him. I'm, I'm, yeah. Not the FA Cup match. I'm talking about the Manchester United yeah. match and this match. You can really see it. You can see what they're missing with him. That's not the reason why Fulham got the draw, but I think that he would have uh, taken away some of the pressure that they had mm-hmm. on that side and created them some problems. Mm-hmm. Where were the problems for Brighton with Bobby Jacka reed and then, of course, when Joe Bryan came on? So, mm-hmm. for me, I think that was a problem along with talking about the substitutions in million. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's um, we've got to we've got to reflect on this. Maybe maybe the, maybe we can get it, we can reflect and say maybe we got away with the point. Maybe that point will be maybe may keep us up at the end of the season. Yeah. At the moment, it's, it's difficult to stay positive when you know there was a must-win game to play. We weren't set up particularly well, and we created very very little. That's the thing. It's just the manner of the night. It's, you, you're judged on. 90-minute performances week in, week out. People keep yep. saying the table doesn't lie. I totally agree. And I, but it's these are the games we need to be hurting teams. We need to be clo- winning those six-pointers, not you know, not against Liverpool and Man United, not doing it against anybody at the moment. And that's the thing. Go to West Brom on Saturday. Maybe I'll try, I might be a little bit more happier. But, you know, it's another game that we've lost an opportunity to to close a gap against those teams around us. That's why I'm start- I am now starting to get worried. And I don't know... If everyone watching, I think I asked a question last week. Are we glass half full or are we a glass half empty? I'm going to ask the same question to everyone here tomorrow. Ask the same question. Are you glass half full or half empty after this draw? Feel free to find the best half full than last week. Last week was glass half full comedy today. And that performance, judging on that 90 minutes, it's difficult to be that glass half full. Sorry, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I'm being, I'm being honest here. I'm being honest. It's I hear you, my friend. You know me. I'm, I'm always glass half full. So, but I understand. I'm, I'm listen. I'm shaken, and a yeah. little stirred, a little, little James Bond thing there. But yes, mm. I, I'm shaken by it because again, mm. they played very badly. But again, I, w- I want to give Brighton credit. Okay, coming up next to end the show, we're going to talk about Fulham's opportunity at the end to steal the match, and also who was man of the match. I think it's obvious. But I'm going to ask everyone, can you name someone besides Alphonse Ariola as, as a potential? Who's worst player? Who's worst, not player of the match, who's worst man of the match? That's the right word. Who's okay, the worst player? That's actually a good one. Who was the worst player of the match? Yeah, let's, say, let's have your comments around who's the worst player tonight. Who was the worst player of the match? Okay. All right, Emilio. We'll be doing that in just a couple of minutes. Coming up next, we're going to do man of the match and... We're going to finish up with our discussion on the worst player of the match. (laughs) Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So I used the savings from switching to Progressive 30 years ago to buy tickets to the championship game. You know, between those two teams that didn't exist 30 years ago? Yeah, I'm a big Alaska Palm Trees fan. Which is a team now, in the future? So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Okay, Emilio, let's get to it. First of all, before we do our thing and talk about worst player of the match and man of the match, and let's talk about the opportunity for Fulham to steal the match, okay? Let's go right there. Your thoughts on the opportunity at the very end. What if that went in? <laughs> you know, it's... It's not often there's daylight robbery. That would that would have been it. But Jesus, it was. I actually thought. I actually honestly thought that was in. You know, I thought. But you look at the replay. Maybe Loftus Cheek could have just put a little bit more 
power into that shot. You know, I think he tried to place it. He did the right things, but Lewis Dunk found himself, you know, in the right place at the right time. You know, that would have been daylight robbery, but imagine had that gone in. Then we would have actually said, you know what, we're two points behind. Then to your point, that's going to hurt Brighton because they should have won a game which they lost. Yeah. But, you know, net, net, you know, we're still five points behind him. So it's, it's, we almost nicked it. But with a bit more, yeah, I, th- I thought Loftus Cheek did what he had to do. He did the right things. It's just you know, just good defending by Lewis Dunk, right at the death. But the lead up to play, just so with Mitrovic's involvement in that again, it's he's got to start against West Brom on on um, on Saturday. His presence there, yeah. I think I actually thought he was he was up for it today for those fifteen minutes. He looked determined. He looked hungry. He looked. I say reasonably fit for that fifteen minutes. I think you've got to give him a chance. Cavalera does not justify starting on. on no. I don't. I don't. I don't understand why we continue to persevere. No, listen. If they got that goal at the very end, that, that would have just destroyed Brighton Hove. Yeah. but yeah, they've if, got games, card games coming up as well. So yeah. it's, let's not let's not forget that. But it's easier said than done. Saying, well, they've got hard games that psychologically they were disappointed not to win the game. But we've got to still win. We've got to win the same amount of league games that we won all season just to just to overtake Brighton. We have only won two games all season. And we're five points still behind them. Just, just, just trying to be realistic here. I'm, I am still glass full, but less full than it was a week ago. Okay, very good. All right. Before we have fun with worst player of the match, because that, that'll be a little fun. We've never done that. That's, that's actually interesting. Let's go to man of the match. Mm. If it's not Ariel, who is it? And I'm going to share a comment that, that I've already seen. Who's your man of the match? Give me a second potential for man of the match. Second one. I, I believe Chris Davidson has Anderson. Anderson for me. I thought Anderson had a he's our best defender tonight over the over the ninety minutes. He looked he looked strong. He made less mistakes, you know, some good 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 defending. Tosin, I thought, you know, had you know, especially in that first half, he was giving the ball away cheaply. His passing was off the ball, heading was was poor. It just he's just very making so many mistakes. But you know, I, I think that's a fair shot. I think Anderson for me looked 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 good. He was our best defender tonight. Okay. So, so if there's a second man of the match behind Ariola, it would probably be Anderson for me. Okay. Very good. All right. All right, Emilio, you brought this up. Uh, our friend Chris doesn't like going too negative, but you know what? I I just think it's um you know I think we should just talk about it because others will talk about mm-hmm. it as well. Worst player of the match. Let's do it. Who's your worst player of the match? I think it's got to be Aina. Aina was awful tonight. Shocking. Shocking. You know, what did he do of note, to be honest? You know, to, you know, just kept giving the ball away cheaply. Again, to your, to your tennis analogy, unforced errors. Unforced errors, yeah. Easy passing. We're just giving the ball away cheaply. You know, so it's, he, was guilty. he was probably the most guilty of that. Cavalero probably wasn't far off behind being just as bad. So Aina, worst player on the pitch for Fulham because of his continuous mistakes. And Cavalero, that unfortunately, offering very little. He had that sort of... Chance, half chance, you want to call it in the first half again? You've got to get your foot around that ball and and, and get some power again. He scuffed it, didn't he? Yeah. Just, just, it's little things like that. Those half chances, you've got to, you've got to test a keeper in those moments. And you know, we didn't do that. So it's, so yeah, I know worst player for me and Caballero not far behind. Okay, I'm going to share some comments because they're basically going on that thoughts. It's, it <laughs> seems like it's either. Ana or Cavallaro, that seems to be the sentiment, my friend. It's it's mm. one of the two, but I mean, uh, there really weren't that mm. many good performances no. at all, no. to be honest with you. And um, let's go back because because I, I want to give 
Chris a shout out because Chris is a positive guy. I'm my friend Chris Davidson. So let's give him his his top three. What, hmm. what, let's flip right back to man of the match. He has Ariola, Anderson, and Angisa. Would you agree with that? First half, Angisa. Yes. Second half, he looked tired again. So he did. He didn't look with it. In the second half, first half, he made those some good surging runs. You know, again looking hungry, determined, good passing. Looked dangerous. He was one sort of. He was one trying to make something happen. Second half, you know, he was anonymous. To be honest, so, you know, he, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't have a good second half. None of the team admittedly had a good second half. Let's be totally honest. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right, Emilio. This has been not a show I kind of wanted to do. I, I didn't really mm-hmm. want to do this, uh, but you know, it is what it is. This is w- what we mm-hmm. have with Fulham's draw, and uh, the performance was not what we were expecting, and. Mm-hmm. Credit needs to go to Brighton Hove Albion for that. Mm. But when you have these, and I'll say it again, unforced errors, that's yeah. on call. That yeah. there were there were situations where they were not under pressure, Emilio. Those mm. were unforced errors. Yeah. And that's and that's on Tosin, that's on Aina, that's on the lot of them because it wasn't just one or two players. There was a ton of them. They were making mm. these unforced errors. So yeah. that that to me is something to uh, not be happy about. Anyways, final thoughts before we wrap this up. You know, it's it's. I'm trying to stay positive here, but you know, people keep complaining keep complaining to me that I'm too positive when we played well against Man United. So I'm, now I'm trying to be a little bit more realistic. I'm, I'm getting criticised for being too negative. So as far as I'm concerned, Brighton. You know, I, hope, I don't know if Russell, who did the show with us on Monday night, yeah. is listening, but you know, your team. Played very well tonight. You know, you're, yep. if I was a Brighton fan, I'd be disappointed we didn't take all three points for that. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got to be grateful for grabbing a point when you're playing abysmal. So that's maybe a, some takeaway from the game. But it's a man of the performance when you're fighting for three points against the team around you. If it was against Everton, Leicester, I can I could say fair enough. But when it's a team that you, you're capable of beating and look very li- unlikely to get anything out of the game, that, that's what that's what gripes me tonight. So, um and I've seen a match. Sheffield United beat Manchester United. There you go. So it's, oh. um, you know, what can you do? We we haven't we haven't taken advantage of some of the results around us. West Brom yep. thrashing Newcastle defeat yesterday. Crystal Palace defeat yesterday. We could we could have done something and put the pressure on those teams. In fact, now West Brom, you know, New, Sheffield United have touched closer, and we've not really distanced ourselves from those other teams. So net net, you know, we've we've lost. We've missed a trick here tonight. We've missed a trick. Okay. I'm going to end with this because this is a great comment from my friend Chris, who's not a foam supporter. So what's in here? Was mm-hmm. the players too scared as this was billed as a must-win game? Yeah. They play frightened. Yeah. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, that is a fair point. I think, and that's probably that explains the reason why we were making those unforced errors, which we saw more unforced errors today than we did against, Tottenham, Man United, Liverpool combined. That's the thing that I don't get yeah, about this scenario. Why, why did we see it why? tonight? And that's such a good point from my friend Chris. Mm. Did they play scared? And uh, there might be something to it. Did the pressure get to them? Which, yeah, again, yeah. is something that legitimately we should be talking about. Were they feeling the pressure mm. of the build-up of this match? That's actually a good point. Yeah, Chris. it is. It is. Yeah, and again, it's, like I said, if you look at unforced errors today versus those against those games against bigger teams, we made more tonight than in those other games. You know, why didn't we attack and show a little bit more purpose? Like we did against way to Tottenham Hotspur two weeks ago. Because yep. maybe we had no pressure on our shoulders. No one was expecting to take anything from the game. 
now the expectation is you've got to go there and get a win. You know, we were making time and mistakes time and time again. It's uh, just just disappointing. Yeah, no way. They've got two or three days to recover and come back refreshed. We beat West Brom on Saturday. We're back in it. We don't get a win in that game. Then <laughs> I'll ask the same question: glass half full or glass half empty? See what the people say. I think it's getting okay. will become more empty if we don't win on Saturday. Okay, and you and I talked about this. Four points is you know again was really the minimum here. Yeah, we wanted six, but we're thinking four. You wanted it to go in the reverse fashion, meaning that mm-hmm. you get the win now. But now. Now there's a lot on the West Brom match, so that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. And they're going to be coming off of that shellacking to Man City, so they're not going to be in a good mood mm. with Sam Allardyce. So, so there's going to be a lot on that match as well. But listen, yeah. we are going to wrap up this show. For my co-host, Emilio Donnell, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.